Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Victory Church. Today is our worship service number 130, March 24, 2019. And we are going to sing some songs to the Lord, and I invite you to stand up. Let's pray and give thanks to our good Lord. Thank you, Father, for your love, your mercy. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for this beautiful day. And we sing to you, Lord, songs to worship your holy name.
Sitting face to face with a younger me All the mistakes, all of her heartbreak Here's what I do differently Hope. 
Our shallow faith has left us broke Oh, oh, God, forgive us Oh, oh, God, forgive us A slave to our uncertainty Help us with our own belief Oh 
your need, whatever is what you are longing for, if there is a miracle that you are expecting from the good Lord, or if you just want to tell him how much you love him, let's, let's take that time right now. Let's lift up our hands and focus on him. More of you, Lord. More of your presence, Lord, in this place. Descend upon us, Holy Spirit, powerfully to fill our hearts. Give us the strength, Lord, please, that we need to go through the week. Father, we are opening our hearts you we are ready to receive more of your Holy Spirit in our lives more love more power more of you in my life more of your Holy Spirit than your People, Father. Father, I pray, Lord, that in this very moment the anointing comes strongly among us and upon us that the one that is in need of healing will receive that power right now to be healed. If is there any part of your body that is hurting, put your hand in that part of your body and claim that healing in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, thank you for the healing you are bringing into our lives, into our bodies. In the name of Jesus, Lord, thank you, Father, for the powerful anointing. Thank you, Lord. We worship you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. 
Thank you for the holiness of your presence. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for the time that you were investing watching this video from Victory Church. We hope that you will enjoy it. If there is something, friends, that I will never, never, never will get tired is to be in the presence of God. I don't know if you feel the same, but I just love to be in the presence of the good Lord, to receive from Him more and more of His love and of His power. Worship service number 130 since we started the church. And the title of this message is, Your Friend Needs You. March 24th. 2019. And to you, my friend, who is watching or listening, I invite you to go quickly on your phone, mobile device, or your computer to the link that is uh, listed in the screen that I will read it to you. is vchurch.us forward slash bulletins. And find the file 2019-0324 PDF downloaded. There is the bulletin of this service. And uh, we all have here our bulletins, I hope. And if you don't have it, please quickly go to the back of the room. There is a bulletin for everyone. All right. Your friend needs you is the title of this message. And I would like to start by reading one portion of the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26, section B to 27. And we read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. This is a very interesting passage that we are going to discuss throughout the message. But I would like to start probably asking you this direct question. And probably we can ask ourselves the question, how was my life when God called me? If you remember the days when the Lord called you to be close to him, when you started to come to church, do you remember those days? I remember those days when I was in the world doing my thing. And suddenly the Lord started to call me to be close to him, to be in the church. How was my life then? Do you remember how was your life? I will share with you how was my life. My life was empty. I was a software engineer. I had a girlfriend, family, friends. I had fun. But deeply, I was empty. I just felt that something was needed. And I knew that it was God calling me. You know what was interesting? People invited me to come to church. And I started to come to church, especially for a Christmas service. And, uh, you know, for a guy like me, who, who was always dancing, you know, in parties with the girls and having fun with my friends, singing salsa, mariachi, uh, whatever, in Italian, you know, Caruso, etc. And, and all that, you know. Being in church was strange. You know, that was not my element when I was in my 20s. But I come to church and it's, it's Christmas time. <laughs> and then I find myself singing those songs. And I was sitting there at the chair and I was singing because 
there was not like here, you know, digital stuff. There were other kind of screens, but you could see the lyrics of the songs. And I was singing those songs. And when I realized that I was singing the songs, I thought, what am I doing? This is not me. <laughs> That's not me. You know, I'm the kind of guy that is always having fun out, out there, church. That's weird. That was my life. I knew that I needed something. That's why I'm, I would like you to think, how was your life when the Lord called you? And the next question is, if we were making wise decisions then, I know I wasn't. I was making some good decisions in, in certain areas, but in other areas I wasn't making smart decisions. And, uh, and I paid the consequences for those bad decisions. And the next question is, was I an example to the rest? You know, being the oldest of six children, yeah, I had five following me. My sister and my four brothers. <laughs> my cousins. My friends in the neighborhood. My friends in the school. They were watching me. They, they looked at my life and what I was doing. And the question is, was I an example myself? A good example to, to the rest? I'm not sure that I was a total good example. I did good things. You know, I have a full-time job, and I was a full-time student, and I did both things for four years until I finished the school. But that was good. But other parts of my life were not that good. What about you? Do you feel the same? That some things were good, but other things were not that good? Do you feel the same? Okay. But I want you to see this verse 27. God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the weak things of the world. In other words, he chose me as what? As a weak thing. <laughs> I was foolish somehow. And he did that with one purpose, to shame the wise and to shame the strong. Because for those who feel that they are that smart or that strong, they are putting the emphasis of their lives in, on themselves, not on, on God. Are you with me on that? Actually, I just feel, guys, that our Lord has been really gracious and merciful to us. Will you say with me, hallelujah? hallelujah? Hallelujah. What a mercy. What a mercy. By the way, do you know the meaning of the word hallelujah? You have heard that word many times, right? Hallelujah means glory to God. That is the meaning of the word hallelujah. Glory to God. So that's why when something like this we realize is true, our Lord has been really gracious and merciful to us, we say Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God because he showed us great mercy. Now, my life is different. Your life is different. We were in the darkness, right? We were lost and now we are found. We were blind, but now we can see. So the question is, 
Am I better than those who are in darkness? Are you better than those that are in darkness today? What do you think? <laughs> we see the big difference, right? And we say, Whew. hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, God. Glory to God. My life is different. Anyway, what are the things that we notice in, in the people around us? What are the four, I will say, the most obvious things that people in the world show these days? The number one is selfishness. You, have you noticed that? People in the world, they just care about themselves. It's all about me. It's all about me. And... Uh, Here's one interesting question is that when we are speaking with people, what is the object of our conversation? If all that we are doing is talking about us, we are being selfish. And when we are thinking of our budget and all that we are doing is just paying our bills and taking care of our needs, we are being selfish. And the second thing that we see is blindness. People in the world, they can't see the reality. Do you agree? They are immersed in different kind of problems, whatever the problem is. But they, it seems like they can't see it. Right? We, we hang out with them. We see them in the workplace. We see, we see them in the marketplace. We see, it in, we see them in our families, in our get-togethers. And we know how selfish they are. We are about to eat and our get-togethers, right? And immediately they come. Just push to be in the front of the line. <laughs> Selfish. And then blindness, right? They already serve. They put their plates. They go there and then remember something. Come back and they don't care if somebody's about to get the guacamole. They just grab the spoon and pop. They, they can't see it. You see that? Selfishness, blindness, and then lost. A lot of lost, especially in the sex department. You see that in, everywhere in the marketplace, in the workplace, the way that people look at each other like they are a piece of meat hanging there. It's just horrible. <laughs> it's exactly the way that they, they look, especially some, with all respect, but it's the truth. Many, many guys are just looking at the girls that way. It's just awful. But it's not just for guys. There are sometimes girls looking at guys that way too. And naturally, the evil in people. It, that is the way that people of this world live. That's exactly how they are. But we have an opportunity here. The opportunity is to share with them that there is hope. Because after all, we are all in the same world. Correct? It's true. We know the big difference between them and us. If you, friend, listening and watching, you can see the big difference and you say, oh, praise God, my life is not like that. I am in the, in the light. My life is different. Do you see my hand, Gian? Praise God, I'm in this part, not there. I understand you and we understand. It's true. But the reality is all of us are in the same world. We all live together. And I want to share with, the, with you today 10 ways that you can be a true friend to
two people. So if you grab your bulletin quickly, the first thing that you can do to become a good friend to somebody, learn to listen. When you are with those people around you, the first thing you should do is to listen. Pay attention to what they are going through. Because there is a possibility that you can minister to that person. If you listen their story, you will understand what is what they are going through. And number two, you should show empathy. What is the meaning of that? The meaning of that is that you will show them that you understand their feelings. A lot of people are struggling today with disappointment. They were betrayed by a friend, by the spouse, the girlfriend, the whoever in the company, business partners. And they are disappointed. That's why they are upset. People around you that are confused and in darkness and misbehaving. If you listen to their story, you will understand how they feel. And then you need to show empathy. Because after all, friends, we all go through things in life. <coughs> or, or, or tell me something. Have you... Have you lived the experience of being betrayed? Have you? Being betrayed by a friend, by a relative, or maybe ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, ex-spouse, whatever. Have you been betrayed by people? You know, you know how, that, how that feels, right? Have you been fired ever in your life? Some people have never lived that experience. Well, some of us, we have lived the experience of being fired. You are talking with someone and he's upset and he's crazy, he's acting very, very badly, drinking, partying, going into drugs, going into fights, going crazy. But if you listen to the story, you will understand. And then you need to show empathy and say, you know what? I understand how you feel. That's important. Second thing. The third thing that you could do for your friends is smile. You know, people that are in trouble, they, they need to see somebody that give them a smile for once in a while. You know, because their lives are really difficult. <laughs> Isn't it true? Their lives are hard. And everybody is judging them. Everyone is just mean to them and they, they don't know what to do with themselves. But if you listen and you show empathy and then you smile, you have no idea what your smile can do to somebody today. You have no idea. But think about this. If you go to see somebody, a friend of yours, a relative, whatever, and this person smiles at you, how do you feel? The fourth thing that you can do for a friend is to share. Share some time with your friend. Share a meal, a cup of coffee, a cup of tea. Share time together, do things together. Spend time with this person. You see somebody that is upset, disappointed, crazy. Well, you're going to spend some time with this person and say, you know what, buddy? Let's go have, let's have a sandwich here in this restaurant. Let's go. Do you like Chinese? Do you like Filipino? Do you like steak? Do you like Italian? What do you like to eat? Do you like coffee? Do you prefer tea? Do you like hot drinks or cold drinks? What do you want? 
I just want to talk with you, man. <laughs> That's what they say. I just want to talk with somebody, you know, somebody that can listen to me, can understand me, show me some empathy, that is willing to invest time with me. That, if you do that, you are being a true friend to that person in darkness. And encourage them. After you listen to the story, give them some encouragement. Some, sometimes they don't want advice. <laughs> Most of the time, they don't want to hear it. <laughs> you don't need necessarily to advise them and tell them, these are the five steps, you know, if you do, no, no, not necessarily. But if you encourage them and you say something like, have faith in God, man. What if you try to pray every day for this thing? Have hope. You know what? I believe that God still does miracles. I'm going to pray that you will receive a miracle. Encourage them a little. Do that. Number six. Keep praying for that person. Because this is the truth. Here is this person in trouble. Nobody wants to spend time with this person. No one wants to listen to this person. No wants to, nobody wants to show empathy to this person. Nobody cares for this person. Nobody wants to spend time with this person. And nobody is praying for this person. <laughs> you see? A true friend is going to do all that, but also is going to pray for this person. Once a day, you say your prayers. You say, Lord God, I pray that you will help such and such person. Because he's going through a lot. And I ask you, Lord, that you will help him. That you will help her. That you will help them. When you do that, you are a true friend. Seventh thing, keep hoping. What is the difference between praying and hoping? Well, it's very simple. <laughs> Some people pray. But this is the way that they pray. Lord, I pray that you will do something for this guy. I pray, Lord, that you will do something for this girl. She is doing this. He is doing that. But I pray, Lord. Amen. That's it. Okay, it's good, right? You listen, show empathy, share time, right? Encourage this person. You pray. After that, somebody says one day, hey, have you seen such and such person? <laughs> Here are the words. Yeah. But I don't see anything good coming out of there. You see? The person there, you, stop hoping. You can't do that. Yeah, we know they are trouble. <laughs> we know they are messed up. We know they are in darkness, confused. We know that. But after you did all that and you prayed, you will keep hoping. Hey, have you heard about such and such person? Yes, and uh, we met, we have a cup of coffee, and I'm praying for him, for her, and I really hope that things are going to get better for this person. You see? You are putting so much into that life, things are going to happen in that individual. And keep communicating, which is horrible today with many people. They just 
stop communicating with their friends. And you ask them, why? Well, you know what? I listened. I showed empathy. I was sharing. I was nice. I prayed. I visited. I hoped. But you know what? He never contacted me. I'm tired, Gian. You know, I called him five times. Do you know how many times he called me back? I went to his house twice. I brought him food. Do you know how many times he texted me back? I'm tired. I'm done. I'm done. That's us. You see? A true friend will not stop will not stop communicating. We'll continue communicating. One month later, hey buddy, how you doing? <laughs> hey, how you feeling? Hey, are you ready for another pizza? Yeah. Hey, are you ready to meet again? Hey, let's barbecue some hamburgers or whatever. You see? And why that is important, friends? Why all that is important? I will tell you, because you could save them from a disaster. You have no idea the impact that you can make in the life of somebody that is in trouble. But if you do those things, you could save that person from a disaster. Maybe that person was thinking even to kill himself or kill his wife or vice versa. But if you keep hoping and helping that person, something is going to happen. We just need to continue trusting in God that he can do a miracle for our friends. But we need to do those things. And show to our friends that we care because they are confused and lost. Some of our friends don't have Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> Some of our friends don't have anybody that is giving to them support. They are fighting on their own. They are alone and they need you. Your people need you. The ones that you know need you. I know you guys. And I talk to each one of you. And some of you probably think it's way too much, Gian. Too many text messages, too many. I'm going to block you. I'm going to block you. <laughs> I know you. That's why I, I don't stop communicating. I don't stop hoping. I will continue hoping and trusting in God that the miracle will happen in your life. Whatever is what you need. I am with you. But those that you know, it's your job to do that. They are in darkness. And it's your job to bring them light. To bring them into the light. That's your job. Oh, but it's way too hard, Gian. I know it's way too hard. But think of yourself. How, uh, how was your life when you were not in, in, in the kingdom of God? That's why I want to tell you that the number 10 thing that you can do for your friends, do not give up on them. Do not give up on them. You know, those that are immersed in drugs, 
friends of yours, you don't know what God can do for them and save them. If you keep loving them and reaching out and encourage them and share them a little bit of compassion and friendship. Some of them, they are immersed in alcoholism and other horrible things. And they don't have anyone other than those people doing the same thing to talk to. But you are there. You know them. You have the phone number. You know, you have the phone number of somebody that is in need and it's your job to reach out and tell them, friend, I'm here to help you. Let's do something together. Let's get together. But some people say to me, Gian, I just can't do this. You know, I'm, I'm not a therapist. I cannot help people with this kind of problems. There are doctors for this kind of problems. I'm not. But they, they need somebody, a friend, a true friend that will listen to them and help them. And that is your job. Your friend needs you. Are you going to close your heart to your friend? Are you going to close your hands and your pockets, your wallet to your, to your friends? Will you tell me that you will not share some dollars to buy a meal for one of your friends that needs you? Especially those that are desperate, they feel abandoned by the society, they feel that nobody cares. And then suddenly you show up with a little something and you say, friend, I'm here. I love you, Ben. I love you, man. I'm with you. You know, I, I don't know what else to do to help you, but I just want you to know that I'm here for you, okay? <laughs> you have no idea the impact that you can make in the lives of those people. Because one day, you and I were that person in darkness. But somebody helped us. You know, I have a beautiful story to share. One of my friends, him and his wife were in, in, in fights and battles for many years. And he was struggling with big problems with two companies. He owned two companies. I and mean, he was in huge and a huge mess with the two companies. And I met him. We exchanged phone numbers, and then one day I told him if, we want, if he wanted to meet. I knew that he needed help. He was stressed out. Do you know anyone stressed out today? <laughs> I knew that he needed God. He was confused, lost. I don't have time for anything. Really? That's the first indication that the person is in trouble. I don't have any time for anything. That means... Is not sleeping enough, is not eating well, is not resting well, is not spending time with God, is not going to church, probably has no time with the family, no communication with friends. You see? Stressed out. That's a, that's a clue. That's a red light. Attention, attention. This person needs help. That was my friend. His name is Leoni. Hey, Leoni, let's have dinner. I can't call them, text them, went to the workplace. Basically, I chased them for over three months until one day, and I came to his workplace. I knew that he needed help. So 
And, and, and trust me, I wasn't a pastor yet. I was just a believer like you are. But I, I just knew it in my heart. He needs help. So I show up to the workplace. Ding dong. Secretary there. Yes. I need to speak with Leone, please. He's busy. He's in a meeting. Just tell him I'm here. He came downstairs. Hey, man. Hey, how you doing? Come in. We went to the office. Do you want a cup of coffee or something? And I said, sure. We sit down. Hoof. Busy, busy. The phone ringing, people coming. I mean, he was busy, busy, busy. I knew he was busy and stressed out. He said to me, um, I don't know how to tell you this, man, but you are annoying. <laughs> you are annoying. You know, I'm so busy and you are way too, you are just too much. <laughs> but I have to admit it. I like it. I like it because it tells me that you share a passion. So what is what you want? And I said, I just want to pray for you. I know you need God in your life. He said, you're right. And then he said, hold on. And then, and then he says, everybody, everybody, get out of the office and close the door. And that happened. And 15 seconds, everyone was out. He closed the door. And then he said, okay, do your thing. <laughs> okay. So I prayed, dear, dear God, I thank you, Lord. And I was just about to start praying when I hear him sobbing. <laughs> he was crying. He cried and cried. I stopped praying. I, I thought, it's done. Uh, the Lord touched his heart. I know. He's ready. So I said, Leone, do you want to come back close to God? Yes, I do. Just tell the Lord that you need him. Lord, I need you. You know, crying and all that. In the office around 11 a.m. And then he says, I got to change my life, man. And he did. It took time. He became one of the members of my disciples, discipleship group that I had. And eventually, I became a pastor. And what happened to him? He became a pastor later. If only you invest time with people that can be saved and transformed, you can save them. Do not give up on your friends. Do not give up on your friends. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, it says, No one knows the thoughts that another person has. Only the person's spirit that lives inside knows those thoughts. But you don't know what the other person is thinking. You have no idea. Maybe those are suicidal thoughts, or maybe those are thoughts that are going to lead him to the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't know. That's why you need to keep on hoping. 1 Corinthians 3, 1b to 2a. You were like babies in Christ, and the teaching I gave you was like milk, not solid food. I did this because you were not ready for solid food, Paul says to the Corinthians. What is the meaning of that? The meaning of that is that for us ministers, there is a moment that we need to make a difference in 
what we need to teach to our members in the church. Some people in the church are mature enough to, to understand certain teachings and others don't. Well, the same thing happens with your friends. Some of your friends are so lost that they don't know the difference between one and zero, between light and darkness. So you, you have to share with them baby things. But you, you want to start with a deep, profound teaching to them? And they're like, what? <laughs> you see? You need to speak to your friends in their level. Try to understand what they, they know. What, what's their understanding about life, about God? Because if they are like babies, you cannot give them solid food. You have to go slowly in the process of sharing with them truths from the scripture. Read, read, let's read this one in 1 Corinthians 8, 9. Be careful, however, that the exercise of your rights does not become a stumbling block to the weak. Which is the other problem that many believers have sometimes. They are so mature, they say, you know what, I don't, I don't see there is a problem uh, by doing this or by doing that. I'm free in the Lord Jesus Christ. Am I, Pastor Gian? Yes, you are. But what you need to realize is there are people that are watching you. And they see that you are doing these things. They think, well, that's, I suppose that that's okay. Therefore, your testimony is important. You're going to visit with friends and they are doing crazy stuff. Well, you're not going to be part of the craziness as well just because you want to have empathy. You see, you need to keep your testimony. Not because your friends are getting drunk or getting high and you want to be friendly. You're going to end doing the same things. That's not being friendly. That's being not wise. If you see someone that is in the ocean, sinking, you have to help him to get out of there. That's the way to be a good friend. You help your friends by helping them in getting out of there, not being part of the same thing. That is what this scripture says. It's possible, right? That some people <clears throat> simply don't know how to start. And my friend, maybe you are one of those watching today and you don't know where to start. And the first step is to get closer to the good Lord. And you do that by opening your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ who died for you. So what if you say a prayer with me today? Join me in this prayer. It's in the screen. Read it out loud with me to give your life to the good Lord. Say, Dear God, I am sorry that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will give me a new opportunity to restart my life. I need to change. Please help me, Lord. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your kindness. And thank you for your forgiveness. I love you, God. My friend, if you have prayed that prayer, I want you to know that you are forgiven in the name of Jesus. 
And like everybody else here in the church, we say a declaration every Sunday. And this declaration, it has to do with our certainty. I, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. My life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2019. Friends, thank you so much for coming up today. It's wonderful to see you. You are blessed in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful week. Enjoy your family and friends. See ya. Invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.